0: And now, recorded in a basement beneath Prism Tower, it's Puckle PTU, The Beleza Chronicles. All right, so this is the first we we're doing. I think this would be wise to put a little explanation of what the fuck we're doing here. Fair enough. Um, so with these, uh, we are recording... This is the first one recorded. Probably won't be the first one airing. Uh, These mini will be going into a character's backstory, uh, a particular event, and we're going to be exploring it for the player and also for you listener. Now, we are not going to be doing any skill checks. We're not going back to the level 1 character sheet. Arguably, this is before they were level 1 to begin with. This is very much uh, a roleplay experience, so if you for some reason, love our high-numbered, crunchy gameplay, uh, this might not be the time uh, for you. That being said,
1: uh,
0: shemu where so are we?
1: So, we are at... We don't even have a name for the Academy, do we?
0: Not anymore, no. No, we don't.
1: Because okay. you wanted to change it. Yeah. I don't like the original name, but we're at the academy where Anthony studied at prior to any uh incidents that happened. Vendicatory Academy.
0: It is I'll 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 set, I'll yeah, i set the scene. Yeah. I it, have a way, I think, yeah. Happens. it has it is close to finals. It's not quite there, but you know you, you are on the tail end of the semester. It's it's really not that far off. Uh, you have maybe two weeks before all of the final exams hit, but for this school, that is a lot of performances, which can be more than a little stressful. Uh, consequently, ah, how... This is something I didn't think of. What are,
1: what are your marks like in school? Um. Tristan, they would just, it was more primary, it's primarily music. They would have, um. Right,
0: it's a musical school.
1: Um, I would say his marks are fairly high. Like, they're not, well, they're higher, they're not like, like maybe A, B. Everything else is like A minus, A. Like. So so he he's pretty he's studied clever man he's he has done his homework um
0: so as you're it, it is pretty late. it is about eleven p m by the time you finally make it down to the university uh basement proper. This is where a lot of the uh, things that you'll be playing are stored. This is where a lot of the actual uh, what are they called? The, the the sheet music proper is not not just scans, but it's also where a lot of the library's quieter nooks that you've been able to find it, it's it's where they are. Um, as you as you make your way down, uh, you notice that it's fairly quiet right now. There's not a lot of... There aren't many people there. You do hear someone further into the stacks, but as far as you you don't see anyone, uh, the room is fairly low ceiling. It's not a giant vaulted library with rows upon rows of shelves. It's kind of claustrophobic. From floor to ceiling, There is just shelf after shelf of seemingly unending, basically, music. A lot of it is older. A lot of it is in fairly poor condition. But the part of the library you're at is not generally... It's not where a lot of students go. You're allowed back because you are... Uh, doing very well. You're working on a lot of those pieces. And the one other person that you've met around here and knows and know is here, she let you down. And that is Amy, of course. Mm hmm. She, she and you,
1: uh, what, what is your relationship like? Um, for me, it's more just like she's kind of like a role model almost at this point. It's just, I don't know. I just came here. I see her. She's doing well, and it's almost someone to like look up to and almost inspiring. It's just trying try to see the right word, like almost like a peer, just just a respected she peer. Is... Okay. How did you? You don't, you wouldn't call yourself, say, friends, right? No. no, There's no actual, like, there's not really a, a relation there. It's more of just, like, the casual, hello, like, it's, like, very, like, maybe a couple words here and there. Nothing major. It's cordial, but not... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. As, as you're down here... Um, you notice that the lights are bright, but in that kind of magnesium sickening brightness. Not necessarily, it's not necessarily well well, well lit. lit or well. Okay. It, it it looks dizzying. the The longer you're, the longer you're down there, the more the more it seems to press against you. Okay. Um, you're down for quite a while just reading over your reading over your books there aren't just music classes there are other classes as well and you've practiced enough for the other things you know, you're, you're ready for your performances but everything else is fine what's killing you is that damn linear algebra test not linear algebra wait what the fuck no what linear the algebra uh, actual algebra <laughs> the last algebra That algebra exam. What's killing you is your just math classes. Uh, Music is math and math is music, but at the same time, they're not exactly one to one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You start packing up your bag. It's maybe around 12.30. Uh, You need to head back to your dorm, but you have not seen... Amy anywhere and she should have gotten you about midnight to let you know that you should be going you, you've done this before okay. like you said you're not friends you know each other and she's let you back down
1: but she always gets you do I do I know where she was at all or...
0: she was at well she let you in and then she said that she was going to the back but you you haven't seen her recently I'm going to go check the back then. As you start working your way through all of the books, all of the music, um you really start you start to feel like something's up and you can't place it. It's not a smell, It's not even sensory. It might just be the fact that you've been on these aggressively artificial lights so late at night. But there's just a feeling of dread that's creeping through your stomach. Okay. As you approach the back, there are a couple of rooms. There's One that's marked employees only, and then there's one that is, appears to be a maintenance office as well, but the door to that one is slightly ajar.
1: Okay. Um. I guess I'll check the maintenance office. The. Because I assume she went in there. Yeah, because the door's open, and she's not back here, so I assume she went in there. As you go
0: through the door, you don't see her. What you do see is that it looks like she has been studying back here. There are books that are out and around. The room is quieter, mostly because the walls are thick here. It's the music university. Things are fairly soundproof. Um, And there there are definitely books, but she isn't here. Uh, She has a little camping lantern. Not not like a... a like it's an electric one. Uh, but it's it's sitting out, uh, providing the light for the room. So the bulb at the top is burned out. This is a fairly disused maintenance closet. Uh, half of the bottles for the cleaning fluids are empty, even. It looks like people use other ones and take from other closets, and
1: this has mostly been forgotten. Um, I'm kind of curi- curious. What kind of books are laid out? Just... Which one was she, was she looking at? Like A lot of them are basic... Uh, not
0: basic. They're uh, advanced composition. So a lot of it is about writing your own music, which definitely is encouraged and taught, but not what she has been studying, as far as you're aware. Maybe she just had another class in the composition, but as you understand it, mostly she's just trying to perform old pieces. And there are a lot of books about composition. There are not many other books here, as if all of the study time that she's been having, as long as she's been hold up here, have all been about this. One of the books that you notice has been checked out for a couple of days, and you're pretty
1: confident because you were the one who was trying to find it. And the one book was about, like, composition, or was it something different? It was about composition. Okay. Let's see... I guess, like, since I see that book, so I'm probably gonna pick it up, and just kinda, like, check it out, cause I'm, I've been looking for this book, and I noticed it. Mm-hmm. So I just leaf through it a bit, and I assume there's no, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing's out of the ordinary, but that creeping
0: sense of dread has just not stopped intensifying this entire time. It, it, feels it feels like it feels like uh to put a a cinematic thing uh like the feeling that the audience gets when the violin strings don't stop even though there's nothing around in a horror movie that tension at the absolute nothingness and you can feel just kind of anxious and sick
1: okay i'm i'm going to leave i'm going to leave the office and then I just As you my... head out of
0: okay, oh continue. continue no, I was going to
1: make my way back to where I was going, where where the accident uh, of the office or the area was. As
0: you head out of the small maintenance office, you see Amy coming around the corner, um, holding a, a bottle of water that she'd been refilling. Uh, you catch her by surprise, and she drops the the bottle, and just kind of I back. Anthony, oh,
1: I, I, I went to go find you, but you were gone. Hi. I just... Yeah, um... I didn't mean to startle you. Well, I just...
0: it's, it's... It's understandable. I'm... God, it's not been a fun day. It's been really weird tonight. They told me to lock up down here, which I guess happens sometimes. I don't think she's supposed to let me do that, but hey. Um... More study time. Yeah. I well I guess we should probably be going just in case anyone comes through here. And as as she's talking, she seems increasingly distracted by something. Kinda of looking over her shoulder. Can I see
1: what she's really? looking at? No, you can't. Is something wrong? It seemed kinda um something. Do you smell bit... that? Do I smell something?
0: you very faintly smell smoke not not so much that like raging inferno just as a hint like, it's, a, it's a like a hint like like, like someone who stood too close to a campfire for too yeah. long
1: i i, I um, do um shoot uh, i'm going move... go... huh i'm going to move past her and see if i can okay, find geez. She's caught between curiosity and
0: confusion. As you go down, you see what appears to be a small trail. Like, you can see where the smoke is coming from. And it seems to be coming from a copying room.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go towards the copying room. As you get closer, the smoke, it's, not
0: intense. This is not a room on fire. This is a small, localized incident, if anything, right now. This is someone leaving the kettle on uh, in the office break room kind of thing. This is not an inferno. Yeah. As you head into the room, you see the source of the fire. It's not really that impressive. It looks like there was an electrical fire that has caused the copier the shorted out. Now, the copier's state itself, however, is a little bit, let's say stranger. Smashed through the, t- like, the top of it has been crushed, like the scanner itself, and there is a puddle of water around the bottom of it. And, well, the water shorted it, and it looks like it caught fire to the paper in the paper tray. Okay. Now
1: this
0: is a very, old room that doesn't get a lot of use for copying dry old sheet music. And there are several boxes around.
1: Um what else, what else is in the room? Is it just paper boxes, is that it? Or is there anything else? There's another copier.
0: There is a counter, a stapler, that kind of thing. It is an office. It is not like a, a kitchen or anything. No. It is just a couple a couple copy Machines, a fax machine, uh, some printers, and staplers. There's there's some cabinets
1: that are closed. Um, shoot, is, is there like a rug in there I could take, like a like a carpet rug or something? Or uh, the is entire the building is carpeted, so hmm. no, there's no shoot.
0: individual
1: um rug. I'm gonna leave the room, and I'm gonna. I see if there's anything else I can possibly find to put out the fire. As you leave the room, Amy is coming down looking, and she's like, what's, what's going on? There's a fire. Someone set the coffee machine I, on fire. And as soon as you say coffee machine, she, she goes, what?
0: Um, uh, extinguisher, extinguisher, shirt. Uh, I I think I know where it is, and she takes off. Uh, down, okay. down a row of the sacks.
1: Do you follow her, or do you look on your own? Um, this is, like, a hard thing, because I'm trying to think, would, it, would my character actually follow her, or would, it, would she not? Mm-hmm. At a quick glance, is there anything in the general vicinity that would be useful to put out a fire?
0: Not explicitly in that sense, but there is a fire evacuation map.
1: Those are posted fairly regularly around large buildings, so there's one. Okay. So if there's nothing, like, at a quick glance I can see, I'm just going to move towards her and see if I can see anything, like, towards where she keeps, like, until I can see something of use, almost. So quick PSA. You don't necessarily... Anthony doesn't know this and didn't react to it, but uh, for anyone
0: in the audience, fire safety maps are legally required to have all locations of nearby fire extinguishers on them you're ever in fire emergency, please consult one of them, even if you think <laughs> it's small enough to handle. A- Anthony does not know this fact, and it will ruin his life. Moving on. <laughs> yep. uh, as you, you start chasing her, but she had taken a corner pretty quickly, and in that moment that it took you to look around, you can't quite find her. You can hear her, because you're the only two down here, but as far as everything else, you can't really figure out exactly where she is. By the time you find her, the fire, the smoke alarms are blaring, and you're pretty sure it's going to have spread past the copier. She is holding a fire extinguisher, however, and she just seems like she has no idea what to do.
1: Here, give it to me. I'll, I'll go deal with it. I, uh, uh, yeah. And she, she, she thrusts her hands out holding it. It's heavier than you'd expect, but you're still able to carry it. And I was going to, like, full sprint back to the copy room.
0: The copy room
1: has gone up. It
0: almost feels unfair how fast and how poorly this room was built. There's no ventilation, just enough airflow to keep the fire roaring. There are so many badly stacked boxes of just dried leaf paper... And everything is starting to spill out. And as you get close enough, but before you would really be struck, there's a spark and a bang as what appears to be in one of the cabinets, a paint can has burst. Uh. And it sent paint all over the carpet and onto some of the shelves. And the fire is spreading across that where it would have been stopped by the flame retardant carpet before. And there's hissing and crinkling that sounds more or less like what the first paint can had sounded like when it was about to go.
1: Okay, um... I'm just gonna... Shoot, um... I'm just gonna start just spraying the fire extinguisher wherever there's fire. I... Anthony does not know how to use this. Anthony is panicking.
0: Your, your hands
1: fumble with the the red canister. As you try to, to open it,
0: you finally get it to spray as another paint can bursts. And you stumble back. It's a loud sound. It's disorienting. And when your vision starts to clear, you can see that the fire is definitely spreading out of this small copy room. And it is going towards the sex of this old, non-preserved music. A lot of it probably has copies in the the real deep vaults. But a lot of this stuff is just not, was not deemed worthy of that level of protection. Things of the past hundred years. Not the truly ancient or even classical era pieces. But this is, these are modern masterpieces and they are about to be lost.
1: I'm gonna try to start, um, with the, is, can I see, is the fire extinguisher actually really doing anything at this point? Is it just kind of like, it's not stopping? You've gotten it, it, you've gotten it to
0: spray, but this fire is burning hot, and it's spreading very,
1: very quickly. Every moment of indecision crumbles a record. Alright, I'm just. I'm just going to drop it. I, can t- I see it's not doing anything. I'm just going to start grabbing some music and try and at least save some of this. Yeah.
0: As you start grabbing sheets and sheets of music, just stuffing it into your bag, how how aware is
1: Anthony of the danger of fire? Probably not really aware of the, maybe like just minor implications, but like just he's never really had to deal with like that sort of issue, I guess. So,
0: my question is, is he worried
1: about smoke inhalation? No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) At least not right away, unless it's like As he starts stuffing his bag that he has with him, just as much of the
0: music as he can salvage, he starts to notice that he's kind of seeing spots at the corners of his vision. And air is getting really hot and there's not a lot of oxygen in the air. And you dimly remember from your science class about carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide and how oxygen is burned up by fire.
1: Oh, boy. Oh. You are not close
0: to the exit.
1: I'm just going to slowly... I guess, well, not, I don't want say slowly, but I'm going to start trying to make my way towards the exit, hopefully. Still trying to grab whatever Slug-ish. music. Yeah, sluggishly trying to still, like, if it's easily, like, in range, I try to grab whatever music I can and just try to save some of this. The fire is spreading and
0: spreading fast. You can't really seem to get enough air, and it's hard for you to walk, but you're not so far gone you're about to peel over and die. You think back to, weirdly in this moment, the first kinds of music classes that you had, where your brother helped you just pick up the instrument, learn how to play scales, before you really started to blossom. He's gone now. You think back to Ludwig, your Jangmo-O, and arguably one of your best friends, curled up, waiting for you, probably asleep on your bed. He was always a good friend. But you're going to see him. You're not going to die. And you repeat this to yourself. Angry now. And that's when you get to the door. To find it locked. and you don't have a key
1: um okay so that maintenance closet was that like towards the other, like so with the exit it was like, on the opposite side of the exit
0: but you, you can go towards that but it's on the opposite side of the building you're gonna have to go through the fire and the flames again
1: Oh shit! Shit. Um. So essentially, I'm at I'm at a dead end right now, aren't I? You are. Yeah, you're in front of a dead end. The room
0: is only getting hotter. The smoke is only getting thicker. It looks like if there were emergency sprinklers, and there should be, you can see them. They didn't come on.
1: Okay. Um. I'm going to make the dash to the maintenance room. As you dash back towards the maintenance room, you're stu- those little spots
0: in the vision are quickly becoming you seeing with the center of your vision and not much else. You pull your shirt up in vain just to try to block a little of the smoke, but it's not helping. You're going to suffocate. You don't want to die. You're not accepting it. You're angry. It basically heals you with anger. That bitch locks the door. But you don't know. You can't think. It's more of a dull thought in the back of your mind. It can't consume you. It can't even direct you. As you stagger, your lungs empty. You mistakenly brush against something burning, just trying to move forward. Your foot failing you. And the, shirt, the sleeve of your jacket catches on fire.
1: It, it hurts. hurts. Hmm? Obviously, in a panic, I start trying to like pat it out. Just... That only fans the flame.
0: You can feel your skin starting to sear.
1: At this point, Anthony other arm padding
0: patting it, <laughs> and the other arm that's patting it, trying to extinguish it. Your movement starts slowing. In pain, and with lack of ability, with lack of energy, and it's too close for too long, and the glove catches on gunfire as well. And you feel your arms start to burn, as you feel yourself begin to black out, that maintenance closet in view. And you, at least, black out. When you wake up, you don't know what's happened, but you're definitely in a hospital and on a lot of drugs. You can't really think. It's like the smoke, but instead of a choking, aggressive, oppressive, brain-breaking fog, it's like thinking through cotton. Everything is aggressively soft. You can't feel anything. In the moments that you can bring your eyes to open, you see Ludwig looking at you in your fear, and you want to reach out and pet him. But When you finally really start coming to, they tell you it's been four days. They are not your parents. They are not doctors. They are the officers assigned to the case. The arson of the library. They fill you in on the testimony that's been gathered from a Miss Amy Lupine, another student. You said that you had gone down there before, like on many times, pursuant to a secretive relationship that your parents would never approve of, that she had tried to call it off, that you had gotten angry, you had smashed it, you had attacked her, she had barely escaped. They tell you all of this with the same grim, accusatory glare you see murderers get on trial TV. They don't believe a word of your defense. And who could blame them? Amy is a masterful actor. Your parents weren't on the best... sure they supported you and they claimed to believe you until everything started to line up. The copier was smashed. You expect a young teenage girl with hardly any muscle mass to be able to break that? No. She would need an axe or something like that. But you were always the angry one. Always so explosive. And then there was a whole, the whole finding you, scrabbling towards that romantic hideaway where you knew she would be locked herself in that maintenance closet so that she could be safe from the smoke. It was airtight enough. Or at least that's what she thought. She even shivered when they saw, when she saw you. So why shouldn't they believe her? Expulsion came quick. Before anything else, in fact. Amy, as you were informed, did receive some punishment for letting someone down there. But really, who can be mad after someone survived something so terrible? Slap on the wrist, at best. You found your things tossed in an inelegant heap. Ludwig has not left your foot since the incident. No one comes to pick you up that night. No one calls. In fact, you've seen your parents a few times, but as things have gone on, you started seeing your siblings coming with Messages. Stories. That stuff now. Your brother looks hurt the most. Your younger brother. Me. Oh, he looks at you. And he thinks he did it. He's never kept that one secret. Your sister's the only one who really believes you. Plus... She's the middle child, and if her family is good at one thing, it's ignoring their problems. Or those they don't want to hear from. You still don't know what happened to your brother. Your oldest brother. The one who taught you. It's weird that you think about that, but as you walk, it's kind of the only thing that comes to mind. You were too young when whatever it was happened to know, but you certainly never been told. Almost in five years. Now, now you may have even add the numbers again. It's been closer to eight. Everything gets hard. The case gets dropped because, well, all of the evidence seems to line up. All of it circumstantial. The expulsion, however, does not require conviction. You're pretty sure you've been to some... At least a dozen missed calls and being turned away at the family compound more or less confirm it. You didn't do anything wrong. We come to a week after the trial. Anthony does not look like who he used to. The suit's gone. So's a lot of weight. He didn't have much to lose. Ludwig remains steadfast as ever, watching rather unflinchingly. As he does what he can, busking on the street. It's not much. It's dinner. Well, for Ludwig at least, there might be enough after. The biggest loss isn't just the loss of the family, isn't the loss of the career. Someone stole Anthony's future. Someone ripped it away for reasons unknown, if not unknowable. And that bitch's name is Amy Lupine. The power's out again at Prism Tower. Tune in next time to find out what happens on Puckle PTU, The Beleza Chronicles. Until then, it's closing time.